Hello everybody, welcome to the most recent and probably your new favorite podcast about motorsports. This is Ases do Volante. Ases do Volante. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the first official chapter of our podcast called Aziz do Volante. Are you sure? My name is Diego and my friend Joao. Uh, I'm sorry, I knew I mispronounced it. No, but it's okay. That will be the <laughs> ultimate challenge of this podcast, pronouncing my name right. Oh, okay. So we are here for second time to speak about a few interesting and technological things about motorsports and what what we will be talking about today. Uh, as in the previous episode, we talked about um, mainly electric uh, cars and more things related to Formula E and uh, regenerative um, issues. Today we will talk uh, about Formula One power units in uh, a more detailed uh, way. This will be interesting to to see the differences between electric cars and hybrid ones. Yes, sure. And one little thing: what about the difference between uh, internal combustion uh, engines and the ones that are nowadays being used in Formula One? I think it. it can be interesting to, to explain this this uh, this special and specific aspect. Um, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just uh, <laughs> putting more words than than are necessary. So let's go on and let's begin. Okay, so uh, Formula One in recent seasons. Uh, was defined by the introduction introduction of advanced hybrid engines. These power units uh, are built around the 1,600 uh, cm3 uh, turbocharged V6 with direct fuel injection. But that really is only the tip of a very big and complex iceberg. The engines 
have a double restriction on fuel consumption, which changed everything. Since 2014, they cover the Grand Prix distance using 35% uh, less fuel than in previous years, with a maximum fuel load of 100 kilos. On top of that, the rate of fuel flow is also limited to 100 kilos an hour. Now, it does not take a scientist to work out that at the maximum flow rate, the cars could not finish the race. So, other strategies must be employed. This is where the double hybrid system comes in. The power units are fitted with two electric motors, one linked directly to the turbocharger, the other working in the same way that CURS has done in the past, um, and the combined maximum power output nowadays is around uh, 1000 horsepower, which is incredible. With this incredible technology, the makeup of this power unit is both complex and fascinating. Okay, uh, okay. how many liters of fuel represent a kilo? So, one liter of yes. fuel represents uh, roughly 0 0.75 kilos. Okay, okay, o almost uh, 75 percent. Yeah, you could say that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we will begin with the um, the internal combustion engine. Yes. That it's not so. Um, the technology is not much different than the 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 one we are used. So all of the cars in F1 are fitted with 1.6 liter turbocharged engines. The engines are six cylinder units arranged in a V. Uh, the exact same principle found in many production cars. The different thing is that in Formula One, this uh, small engine makes around 800 horsepower, an astonishing number. Contrary to popular belief, the, the, the internal combustion engine is not the easiest part of the power unit to design, as the architecture is very different from the old V8s. On the account of the turbocharger, the pressures within the combustion chamber are enormous, enormous, almost twice. The crankshaft and pistons will be subject to massive stresses and the pressure within the combustion chamber may rise to 200 bar or over 200 times ambient pressure. These things can generate uh, knocking within the combustion chamber that is very difficult to control or predict. This is a destructive phenomenon and occurred uh, many times in the first seasons of uh, these power units. As you may remember, um, with Honda and Renault engines <laughs> mainly. Yeah, they, 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 they had a very hard work. And for Renault, it, it, it is still a hard work to make yeah, yeah. Uh, that engines work properly. Uh, now a little side note. I don't know, this was Front, the, uh, about the internal combustion engine. I yes. have some things here about the fuel injection, turbocharger, um, like they are more specific, but I think they are uh, interesting. About the fuel injection, another important part, uh, our, our power units must have direct fuel injection, where fuel is sprayed directly into the combustion chamber, rather that into the um, 
the inlet uh, of the valve. The fuel air mixture is formed within the cylinder, so great precision is required in metering and directing the fuel from the injector nozzle. This is a key subsystem at the heart of the fuel efficiency and power delivery of the power unit. Interestingly, the option still remains to cut cylinders to improve efficiency and drivability through corners. Not quite traction control, but not far of it. And this one, in this, this I, I didn't know about this, and this was very interesting during my, my research um, yeah. to know this. Did, did you know about this? not quite traction control but not far from it uh, sorry and I, I, I did not nothing about that that specific question and yeah. so i'm learning right now yeah yeah <laughs> okay no but it's um like i thought well these power units are brutal they have 1000 horsepower yeah but maybe with this they uh, are I, I, I cannot i cannot imagine um such power putting on the road without any traction control uh, it is unbelievable yeah yeah it's monstrous <laughs> yeah yeah uh, perhaps uh, you I, i'm sure uh, a few years ago it it was completely not only unexpectable unthinkable to wait such a power on on on, on an hybrid power unit yeah maybe maybe I, I don't uh, I don't uh, really know but of course in the beginning I think that would be not on their sites that these kind of numbers and and if you don't know uh, I, I, I when I researched uh, in 2014 the the horsepower of the the engine was around 760. Yeah, and, now yeah. and now it's over 1,000, so you can see the, the difference in just a few years. It's really a new technology and it has a very quick uh, development. Um, yeah, development. Yeah, also because of the, the industry uh, requires um, and um, old, old, more oldest models, uh, old sports uh, models. Uh, I think um, the way we, the way it was, uh, it was made. The, the, the sport um, didn't uh, didn't um, let uh, having a space to technologies like electric like hybrid and um, the, the last uh, changes they, they made um, were were good for, for these te technologies attending the, the necessities of the industry uh, yeah think. yeah for sure for sure and they'll be, be becoming more and more uh, important yeah. and you see that uh, manufacturers are all of them are releasing electric vehicles. Yeah, sure, and that's why they, they are going in Formula E. We will be talking about Formula E yeah. in <laughs> next chapters, surely will we'll be. For sure. Now let's uh, continue to the turbocharger. Okay. The turbocharger, I, I talked about uh, this a little bit on the previous episode. 
uses exhaust gas energy to increase the density of the engine intake air and therefore produce more power more power similar to the principle employed on road cars on road cars the turbocharger allows a smaller engine to make much more power than its size would normally permit these are the exhaust energy is converted to mechanical shaft power by an exhaust turbine and the mechanical power from the turbine is then used to drive a compressor and also in formula one the mguh at its fastest point the turbocharger is rotating at 100,000 revolutions per minute or over 1500 times per second so you can imagine pressures and temperatures are enormous um, this implies that one of the great challenges um, achieved in in uh, a power unit like this are uh, bearing and reliability um, issues with these pressures and temperatures and materials i imagine they are not common they are not the materials are common uh, because the rules imply them to be uh-huh yeah the rules make make it uh, mandatory to use materials that you can use on road cars so uh, um, they are not permitted alloys uh, special alloys um, in this uh, in this power unit or specific specific or uh, different from the 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 use in, in the industry i mean uh, building a, a common power unit i didn't know that yeah yeah but it, that, that's that's the reality and um, you can see in a, a nice video on youtube by mercedes where they explain their power unit and they uh, how do you say emphasize that and that's um, very good because i would also think that uh, like you thought that they used like exotic materials and things like that to achieve these numbers but it seems that's not the case good very interesting very interesting i i i thought about uh, uh, like i said um strange special specific alloys that we don't know or the, that we could never imagine put it to work uh, in a common car. Very interesting. After the, um, the turbocharger, another important thing is the, um, the waste gate, because on, on conventional uh, turbo engines, a waste gate is used in association with the turbocharger to control the rotation speeds of the system. It's a control device that allows excess exhaust gas to bypass the turbine, the turbine and match the power produced by the turbine to that needed by the compressor. And on Formula One engines, the turbo rotation speed is primarily controlled by the MGUH, like we talked a little bit on the previous episode. Yes, However, yes. A, a waste a gate is needed to keep full control in any, in any circumstance, like uh, an MGUH deactivation, that happens a lot like in Ricardo on Monaco. The, the waste gate is linked to the turbocharger, but sits in a very crowded area of the car. Uh, so therefore the challenge is to make it robust enough to withstand enormous pressures while small enough to fit. Another, another important part is the intercooler. That yeah. uh, it's also um, used on, 
uh, turbocharged engines and absent in the normally aspirated V8 engines. Uh, the integration of the intercooler and other radiators is key and the effective cooling without incorporating giant uh, radiators is a major challenge and key performance factor in aerodynamic terms. As you mm -hmm. see, uh, teams always try to to make that the, the car as thinner as possible around the, the engine. Yes. But yes. sometimes it's not possible because of this, because they need to to cool the all that component. Cooling, uh, cooling these elements uh, can be done with air, with liquids, what liquids? That is a very good question and I would say that mostly uh, it's hair, but I don't uh, know what liquids are used. Maybe, um, yeah, it's hair or intercoolers work with hair or water and uh, uh -huh. so not, not uh, an exotic fluid. Fuels, uh, sorry, not oils of any kind. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Oils can be used to refrigerate uh, what uh, what parts of, of the, the, the internal combustion engine. Mm -hmm. o yeah. Only to 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 refrigerate that part. Yeah, and they not mm -hmm. and they can be used in the combustion chamber as some teams uh, have done in the past, and this was gradually prohibited. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember last season, they, they thought Ferrari did it and then they thought Mercedes did it and maybe both did that. Two years so, ago? Two yeah, years or ago. two years yeah. ago, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember it. So it's, and, and oil it can was... only be used for refrigerating and it's the internal combustion engine. Mm -hmm. The intercooler is to, um, to the turbocharger. Yes. Because it's to cool the, the, the air that the turbocharger put pressure on. and eventually became more hot that hair okay so it is important uh, for the um, for the engine to to have um, air at low temperature N not so hot. yeah or, or at least <laughs> not high high temperature <laughs> mm -hmm. it, it has mm -hmm. to be in a sweet spot and after it after passing by the turbocharger it is not in that spot Okay, because of more more pressure on, on, on gas means uh, more temperature, even if you do not um, heat it. If you, uh, only just just putting pressure means putting temperature in it. Uh, I understand. So so it is very important to keep it uh, in in this uh, in this special in this special spot. You said. Yeah. Okay. okay, it is like um, it, it is like an inverse um, concept of uh, air conditioner. Um, yeah, in, in in a way it is. Yeah, yeah, to incorporate um, fresh air. But no, it's I, okay. I think I understood what you said at least. <laughs> and uh, after the the intercooler, the, uh, it's everything about. Uh, at least the most important things about the internal combustion engine and things related to it. And we move on to the hybrid system. 
energy efficiency reached levels never seen in the sport before, with two types of energy propelling the cars. The internal combustion engine will produce power through consumption of traditional carbon-based fuel, while electrical energy will be harvested from exhaust and braking by two motor generator units. The two systems, MGUH and MGUK, will work in harmony with teams and drivers balancing the use of two types of energy throughout the race. Uh, both of these were explained in a sense on um, the previous episode, mm-hmm. but yeah. I will I will try to remember a little bit of them and try to resume it so people can understand better. Yeah, so the like, MG- sorry, <laughs> like a summary. Yes, very interesting and very. Um, and very useful, uh, like a summary of what uh, what was about our last chapter. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the well, MGU. Sorry. About what? About what? What was? Uh, what was? Uh, what our last chapter was about? That that is right. Sorry, I, oh. I the structure of. Of the sentence was was wrong. That's why I, I told it again. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> now it's it's a, a problem that uh, we both uh, have. Structure of sentences many times will be not the best. <laughs> <laughs> but you you do it really well. Um, I mean, structure grammar. Um, um, you um, you drive uh, you drive yourself very well with that. Um, yeah, but that, that's because I'm a I'm a cheater and I'm uh, and I wrote <laughs> it and I'm reading it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cheating. Well. <laughs> Um, that way it seems I can talk very uh, well and <laughs> sorry I didn't understand last part no, th- th- this way it seems that I that I can talk really well but no I, I just wrote it and now I'm reading it uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know I know you are uh... reading because because of uh, your um, being being very expressive. And um, seems you are not troubled with uh, with what you are saying, be- uh, but you are very worried about how you are saying it. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> but but it is it is okay. It is okay. It is um, it is more fresh, more natural, more natural. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not worried thinking about the words that I don't remember. Sure, but uh, but you are really tro- um, really uh, occupied, really troubled about uh, pronunciation and intonation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I mean I do not if it is intonation. Uh, yeah, I think inton- it is. At least I understood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, I thought it was uh, it was wrong, but yeah. Pronunciation, mm-hmm. intonation, um, the accent, 
uh, we will have always accent. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, yeah. English is not our mother tongue. But um, but I I know I know myself, but I can tell you about you. I heard you three or four times and you are losing your natural accent. Um, um, yeah. uh, your Portuguese accent will be always, but it is um, it is going little, little and little, more little and more little. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I think it is because of uh, reading, uh, because of speaking, because because of uh, um, um, keeping fresh the language. Um, It's an exercise. Well, let's go on. Let's go on. Um, the MG, MG UK is connected to the crankshaft of the internal combustion engine, generally mounted underneath the oil tank in, uh, in the back of the, ch of the chassis. Under braking, it operates as a, a generator, recovering some of the kinetic energy dissipated converts it into electricity that can be deployed throughout the lab. Under acceleration, the MGUK is powered from the energy store and or from the MGUH and deck as a motor to propel the car. Uh, in 2013, a failure of curves would cost about 0.3 seconds per lap. Um, Nowadays, the consequences of this similar system, the MGUK, are far more serious, serious, leaving the car propelled only by the internal combustion engine and effectively uncompetitive. It's almost 200 horsepower lost. It's uh, 160 to be precise. Uh, oh no, I have a little thing to say about this. <laughs> little more. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, I actually said it. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's all. Okay. Thermal behavior is a massive issue at the as the MGUK uh, generates three times as much heat as the curse unit. Uh, the cooling of these systems is one of the key performance differentiators since 2014. Now going to the MGUH, uh, this is connected to the turbocharger. Acting as a generator, it absorbs power from the the turbine shaft to convert heat energy from the exhaust gases. The electrical energy can be either directed to the MGUK or to the battery for storage. Uh, this is also used to control the speed of the turbocharger to match the air requirements of the, um, of the engine. Remember that thing I told about uh, turbo lag? This, yeah, yeah. this is the thing. Yeah, so it's very both. interesting. Yeah, and it's both energy recovery and anti-lag in one thing. Um, also here, bearing design and again, cooling are critical because uh, this is uh, coupled to the turbocharger, which, as I told before, sometimes spins at speeds uh, of up to 100,000 RPM. And last thing, it's the, the battery. Uh, or energy storage uh, store. 
Heat and, kin and kinetic energy recovered can be consumed immediately if required or can be used to charge the energy storage or battery. The rules allow other kind of energy store systems uh, like ultra capacitors and some things that I don't really know about. <laughs> mm -hmm. But we can assume it is a battery for simplicity reasons. The stored energy can be used to propel the car with the MGUK or to accelerate the turbocharger with the MGUH. Uh -huh. And this is it of the, the F1 power unit. Very interesting. Very interesting. All these components working together uh, at 350, 350 kilometers per hour and uh, giving a thousand of uh, horsepower. Um, unbelievable. Yeah. Imagine the pressures, temperatures. The, it's incredible the, um, the reli reliability of the, the components. Yeah. Unbelievable. Bye bye and uh, see you on the next recording session. We will keep talking. <laughs> I think at least uh, we will keep talking if I run the United States stop that madness they are doing there. <laughs> oh, oh, no, we are really worried about that. We are, we think there there will be no safe place in the world if if it goes on. Uh, well, we'll be talking. We'll be talking during these days. Take care. A uh, lot of greetings to all people there. Ciao. The end.